All right, Nerdy Bones, back in the studio. It's been a long time. What's up, Nick? <laughs> What's up, Keith? It's our first uh, first show in a couple months. Three months. I think it's three months. Last <laughs> yeah. one was in the beginning of May. Yeah, yeah. This one, this one's gonna be kind of like short and sweet, but I just really felt it necessary to like put something together. You know. Yeah. <laughs> so doing, doing something, doing going back to our old old, old ways. Or yeah, yeah. I didn't I didn't uh, put together any of like our old like little like uh, the stay in history and all that stuff. I just wanted to. Nah, put, we're pretty much done with that anyway. Yeah, I just wanted to put out a good episode for the listeners that are the like hopefully chomping at the bit so <laughs> the 20 people yeah the 20 eh, but, <laughs> hey you know we gotta we gotta appreciate the people we have yeah exactly but what are we talking about today man uh we're talking about crossroads crossroads like, crossroads and crossroads demons and devils and i found some really cool stuff yeah. man so without further ado All right, that was a very pertinent, pertinent place to start for me because I'm gonna I'm gonna be talking about a lot about like musicians and stuff like that. That's an Eric Eric Clapton that's, that's song, Eric Clapton, right? Yeah, yeah. He, like, that wasn't a cover though. No, no, no. Okay. Robert Johnson, which I'll talk about. Yeah, he's uh, like the most famous person that quote unquote sold their soul at the crossroads. Yeah, you know? but I'm getting ahead of myself. <laughs> so uh, what the crossroads is is it, it's in a lot of cultures. It's uh, where two lanes intersect. It's like it's um. It's seen as a place where the living and the dead can uh, intermingle, even trade places, stuff like that, mm-hmm. like do deals. And, you know, it's it's really it's really interesting. I'll get into, like, why in all these different cultures it's perceived to be, like, this place of, like, transition. You know, so let me get into my notes here. <laughs> all right, so I'm gonna, we're going to start off with Robert Johnson, of course. You like marking that down for yeah, change? Yeah. <laughs> Doing a little pen mark? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So uh, Robert Johnson is born uh, Robert Leroy Johnson in 1911, and uh, he um, basically started off as a crappy musician. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, one thing I'm going to keep referring to, actually, and uh, you didn't even actually know about it until I mentioned it uh, about 10 minutes ago, is uh, there's a documentary on Netflix yeah, about, about yeah, the crossroads, about to, Robert I, Johnson and the crossroads. I need to watch that shit. And I'm going to end up referring to that when I'm talking about it, too. Yeah, nice. But, uh, of course, he like uh, the stuff that I read about him, like he would like just play his play his guitar for anybody that would listen. Yeah, he'd go in places um, to like juke joints. Yeah, and he'd try to go and he'd go up on stage and start playing in between guys, and they're like, "You're fucking terrible!" Oh, like you get, doing, he'd get kind of boot, boot off the stage, <laughs> yeah, but like, he'd like kept, he kept traveling and everything. Right. And, well, like the the lore is that eventually he actually had a dream of a woman that told him to go meet this demon at the crossroads, mm-hmm. and like um, what he met was uh, the wording and the stuff that I read was that he was dark as pitch. Yeah. This creature was like dark as pitch, mm-hmm. and Robert handed his guitar off to off to him, and he played the guitar and tuned it, and then handed it back, and then it, from that second on, he had complete mastery of the guitar. Shit, yeah, pretty interesting, right? Yeah, um, I guess one thing that, that you know, uh, the whole thing was with him was he everyone knew him as being kind of this n- not very good musician, right? And he went away for like two years, I think. Right. And like right. no one knew what happened to him because there was like this whole thing. I think it was it like Mississippi, I think is what he was. Mississippi, Alabama. Yeah. yeah. Well, it was uh, Delta, Georgia Delta. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he came back all of a sudden out of nowhere and he got up on stage and started playing. They're like, is that Robert? It's like. And he could play and it, all of a and, sudden. And all of a sudden he started playing and they're just like, holy shit. Oh, and then not to mention the song. Because he, he was doing stuff like nobody had ever done before. <laughs> right. Like no one had ever seen. Well, he, he was one of the fathers of the blues. Like, yeah. Uh, there's like even you can even see his influence in like Led Zeppelin, yeah, and stuff like that. You know, I mean, like his uh, the way he composed music and put stuff together. Mm-hmm. You know, you see that, and even today, 
Like, oh yeah, he he laid a, a foundation for. Uh, yeah, well, the, yeah, well, the blues is kind of like the godfather of rock and roll. Oh yeah, you know which I'll get, which I'll get into in a little bit. Um, but I was gonna say, yeah, like, uh, so there, when when he came back and he started was like that. That was the only thing people said was like, oh, he must have sold a soul because he was crossroads because he was black at the time. That was the thing that I was reading is like, oh, the only reason a, a person of that of uh, uh, well, no, the whole well, even like people in his own culture said that, said it though, like, oh, he must have done it. Yeah, like yeah. because he just was—he was terrible before, and he comes back <laughs> out of nowhere, and he's just um, this amazing musician. And apparently, God forbid, he found a good teacher. Or something. Well, yeah, no, actually, that's what they say did happen. Was he—he uh, he had a friend that he—he uh, he really admired, mm-hmm. and he just started practicing. I think they practice in like a graveyard, actually. That's sick. That's sick. Um, and because yeah, that way no one could hear them play. Right. Because no one ever—I don't think I ever heard anyone actually ever saw them like practice together. But they knew they were friends, and that—that that was what really the whole, the story was. Is mm-hmm. like he went away with, and he practiced with this guy for so right, long, and right. came back, and well, you know, it's good. It's like there's a lot of people out there that you know, you really put your mind to something, you can learn how to do it really yeah. well. Yeah. But so, like, when to continue, I'm like kind of really get into like what the crossroads is. It's like it's mm-hmm. it's a it's actually a metaphorical and physical place where people can meet. Like that's it's where, you know, like back in the day, like when there was horse drawn carriages and stuff like that, you would literally meet at a crossroads, and you'd be from two different areas, and that's kind of a lot of where that came from mm-hmm. but um uh, the big thing is it's a place where the dead can meet with the living you know like that's where they can make uh deals uh, which i'm repeating myself you can make deals you can uh ask for things you know like uh what go- comes into my mind is like uh from supernatural your yeah. 10 years yeah you know your 10 years so like that's a um, big thing there is like that's it's it's really rooted in culture because that that's where um like say you're starving or something like that you could do a ritual at a crossroads and come up with a demon or a devil because there's act it's actually a crossroad demons are a subset of different demons really yeah like there's like uh like it, there's a from what i i neglected to write it down but there's seven levels of demons there's like you know like there's your bag boys there are your fucking gophers there's your you know your messengers and mm-hmm. stuff like that, which I'm going to get in the messengers. We went into that with angels once. Yeah, <laughs> um, on one of our, I think it was like angels and demons episode about how they're different casts of a. Uh, yeah, yeah. Angels. Well, they're they're, they're different uh, subsets. Yeah, you know, they they all have different jobs. Yeah. So, but uh, one of the really interesting things I found in uh, Japanese culture, in ancient Japanese culture, the number four is associated with death. And the thing is, is uh, doing some of my reading, what it turns out to be is because there's four roads on a crossroad, mm. and uh, even in Japan right now. If you like, you go to a hospital, like uh, the 14th room won't have a four on it. Oh, that's right. They skip them, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like here, like the 13th like floor. Like it will technically be the 13th floor <laughs> yeah, or, four, yeah. or 14th floor. Yeah, yeah. But they'll, they'll jump over but it. But they'll, yeah, they'll be like 12 and then 15, or what is it, 13 and then yeah, 15. Yeah, yeah. But you know what floor but even you're though, on. But even though the 15th floor really is the 14th floor. <laughs> well, you know floor. what floor you're on. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's that uh, Mitch, Mitch Hedberg joke. Like, like uh, if you're if you're on the thirteenth floor or you're on the fourteenth floor, you know what floor you're on. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, that, I never realized that one before. Yeah, yeah. damn, yeah. fucking Mitch Hedberg. <laughs> so it, it um so crossroads demons actually have their uh, root in hoodoo and voodoo. Mm-hmm. That's like where it really starts off. Is like um they're uh, they have strong ties to um it's a uh, South African folklore and traditions. That's like really where our version of the crossroad demon comes from mm. it's um like uh actually have it written down here it, says, it has its roots in uh haitian voodoo it's a traditional american folk spirituality that developed chiefly from west african practices and beliefs hmm. so like that's where the idea came from is you know like say you're having a hard time and 
you can go do this ritual and meet with a demon, quote unquote demon. I'll get into where that why they use that word later. Mm-hmm. But to you know, kind of make your life better. So in actuality, there is real no origin country of origin for this for this myth. Mm. It's it's been all over the world in so many different iterations and stuff like that. So what it really comes down to is a mixing of traditions and stuff like that. They call it synchronism. Okay. It's when, uh, say, like an opposing... It's like when the Romans took over like Persia and stuff like that. Like they made them believe that their beliefs were theirs. Like you've already been doing these beliefs, but you just had it. Oh, you yeah. Just, you just had it wrong. You had the wrong, uh, had the wrong idea. We're telling you the right way to do it. <laughs> so it's like a mishmash of like... Like the big thing is like when they would, uh, what I was looking at was uh, the West African trade. Like when they were bringing uh, slaves over. Yeah. They would uh, tell them like, oh, this is your actual belief. You've already been thinking about it, but you were thinking about it wrong. Well, it was easier to control people with religion. Yeah. It, it was, uh, you know, convert it. It was a lot easier to convert someone to, uh, to their, or was try it? to convert someone that way. Cause then they put the fear of God in them. It'd be like, oh, if you, if you're that way, you know, you're mm-hmm. going to go to hell. And it was forced assimilation is what it is. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, you saw that, you've seen that throughout history. You saw that in the U S a lot. Yeah. Any, any, anybody that there are fucking Christian missionaries out there who still do that shit. Yeah. Like any Mormon missionaries and all <laughs> that, man. Like anybody out there that tells you that like, uh, that what you're doing is wrong or whatever. And that what, what, you know, like that their choices are right and your choices are wrong. Mm-hmm. It's forced assimilation. Yeah. And you're like, that's like the big thing. Like that's, a lot of a lot of different things in cultures actually happen that way. You, know, you think about like uh, when the when the Catholic Church took over like all the pagan shit and like in Christianity and stuff like that, and like uh, um, Christmas being on a certain day, which actually ties up with like a, the pagan. Yeah, holidays and they stuff were like trying that. to corrupt the pagan holidays. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's like Easter and yeah, yeah Christmas yeah. and all that. Yeah, it's 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 that's kind of where all this kind of ties back to. It's all these old 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 traditions that kind of got mishmashed and pushed together. You know what I mean? Like that's, there's like, I'm going to get into it in a little while. Like uh, all these different religions and stuff like that have a version of this. They, they, they all have a version of like, like they call them Faustian deals. Mm. We, we talked about that on our, a little bit. Yeah. But uh, one of the big crossroad demons I want to get into. Okay. At first, what in, uh, in hoodoo, mm-hmm. they're called Loa. Okay. They're called Loa. And uh, basically the Loa are the go-betweens between humans and whatever god you worship. Like that like uh they're the ones that like uh whatever god you worship in Hoodoo cuz it doesn't really matter. Whatever god you worship, a Loa is like the go-between. It's like it's the one you talk to. It's the, the middleman. It's the translator basically. Okay. And uh the <laughs> the big one is called uh Papalega. Papalega. <laughs> you know, it's he was uh he's actually um he's actually the loa of roads and pathways hmm. which yeah pretty interesting right you know, like it's he's actually the the quote unquote god of roads is that hoodoo or voodoo this is hoodoo okay who like hoodoo and voodoo are real close yeah but not the same thing okay so but uh he, he said Papa, just remind me of like was it Papa Midnight? Papa Midnight from Constantine. That's right. That's right. Was he is he a He's, voodoo? He, he was a voodoo priest. Oh, he's a voodoo priest. Yeah, yeah. So but uh Papa Lega or actually I'm sorry, it's Papa Leba. It's L E G B A. Legba? Papa Legba. Legba. So he was actually seen as a trickster demon or trickster Always a trickster demon. He could speak all human languages and was the translator between the spiritual world and us. So like that's he was like in hoodoo. That's 
the person you talk to if you want to talk to anybody that's a deity or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was pretty interesting because I, I looked up for like I looked up like the most famous, most famous like crossroads demons, and he's the one that's like top of the list. There's a bunch of random names, fucking random ass names. Like it's so it's like like uh, Catholics have names for them, like uh, Hindi have names for them. It's it's amazing. It's like in every culture in the world. That's what yeah. that's what blows my mind. But uh, one of the big things with uh, crossroads is uh, every culture has different rituals that you go to a crossroads and you do it like it's either like sacrificing a lamb or burning a candle. What what did they do in Supernatural? They, oh, had, they buried like they had, some stuff in a box I th- and they buried it. Yeah, that came from a uh, that's hoodoo. Like you you take something sacred to you and you bury it. Yeah, I think that's what it was. Yeah. And uh, one of the things I have to talk about is there's a difference between devils and demons. Like, uh, there are some cultures that have crossroads of demons and have different ones that have devils. All right. So a devil, if you get into hoodoo and stuff like that, a devil, like the devil is not a thing. There's devils and demons. Devils rule a certain part of an area and demons are the underlings. Okay. Yeah, I thought that was pretty interesting. Like, there's like... uh, in hoodoo, like say, because they hoodoo actually does deal with heaven and hell, and uh, say uh, say you are a rapist and you die, you go to a certain part of hell that deals with rapists. That's kind of like Dante's Inferno. Yeah, it like, is. Exactly. Like thirteen levels. Thirteen levels of hell. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And like uh, I remember in Dante's Inferno, like the deepest level of hell is like black and cold, and mm-hmm. because it's devoid of all, devoid of all um, interaction with God or anything holy like that. Yeah. It's like the worst place, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, well, it, it's like when hell freezes over. It's like no, it's it's fucking, frozen over, <laughs> frozen over down there. Well, I remember seeing an illustration in Dante's Inferno because I've read yeah. that book. Yeah. There's an illustration where there's a demon that's halfway buried in the ground, and he's a uh, waist. He's well, he's waist deep in the ground, and everything is around him. You know, he just like does. He controls everything with his hands. Mm-hmm. But I, th- I thought that was kind of an interesting take that uh, hoodoo actually does deal with heaven and hell. Yeah, I didn't know that. Nah, I don't was, really know anything about hoodoo. So, well, hoodoo is hoodoo is really really interesting because like it's you know, spells spells work, uh, sacrifices work. You know, it's um, it's it was like the what I was talking about earlier. It's uh, when like Christianity and Catholicism gets smashed together with uh, the religion the religions of West Africa. Mm. So it's it's really interesting. You know, there's a lot. To, like I, I I looked up. You know, the book I. The book I used today was the one that we've been using for months. And then I looked up a bunch of stuff on like YouTube and stuff like that. And it's just so much like mishmash, like slammed together. Just there's so much out there. So the Catholic church eventually kind of like started ruling over this kind of stuff. And that's where the word demon came from in, in Crossroads Demons. Because they, they were saying that anything that wasn't God was a demon. Really? Yeah. Anything that wasn't God, anything that wasn't holy was a demon. So like, if you're communing with something that's not of God, it's a demon. Foosball's the devil. <laughs> Foosball's the Sorry, devil. I had to throw that one in. Whoa. From uh, the water boy. Foosball's the devil. Foosball's the devil. <laughs> <laughs> well, mama doesn't know it won't hurt her. Yeah. But uh, so like anything in like, so Catholicism had this huge impact on like crossroads stuff. So like anything that you dealt with that wasn't of God, wasn't an angel, was a demon or a devil, yeah. which made it negative. Mm-hmm. So that and the big thing, of course, you got to get it. You got to think about it. Most of the crossroads stuff is selling your soul. Yeah. You know, like you're selling your eternal soul. Like that's um, that all came from Catholicism. 
because uh, I'll get into it later. There's an actual uh, creature. I'll have to actually spell it out because I can't speak German. <laughs> like he, uh, he. I'll get into that when I get to it. But uh, what I'm going to rock into now is rock and roll. Okay. Uh, you know, so there's a lot of people in rock and roll that are accused of selling their soul to the devil. Ah. You know, like think about like that. That was a real big thing. Like Ozzy Osbourne, Alice Cooper, Marilyn Manson, mm. stuff like that. Like, how are they possibly famous? You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> you, you get what I'm saying? Like, that's because uh, they had a shitty start. And, like, the Crossroads Demons have a lot to do with music. Wasn't uh, Black Sabbath, they, like, came up in uh, well, they Birmingham? Said, yeah, they said they England? sold their soul to the devil. Well, I mean, that was just kind of one, like, something. <laughs> that was, like, just a way of, like, kind of, that was an image thing, though. Yeah, yeah, well, Ozzy was the Prince of Darkness, you know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, are, do you like any bands that probably would have sold their soul to the devil? Well, wouldn't they probably? Well, I mean, Black Sabbath. <laughs> they probably would have said the same thing about like Led Zeppelin too. Oh yeah, right? yeah. Well, like music is a big thing. Metallica, Metallica. I'm sure. Yeah. Um, music, music was a big thing when it comes to the crossroads. It's, it's honestly, you just if you say that, like, when you're really like, you know, your music's like, we sold our soul to the devil, you know. To, well, there, well, there's a lot of bands. Probably like Iron Maiden would be yeah, in there. Yeah, yeah. But it's like the it, Mark of the Beast, six, yeah. six, six. But it's honestly, it's more like just because it's, it's kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. <laughs> well, yeah, dude, that gives you some little, little bit of notice. Yeah, you hear it like you just said with Iron Maiden. Gives you some street cred, man. You know, it, like, start, talking about, start, start talking about the devil and Satanism and everything. It's like, oh, that's kind of badass. Yeah, it's like yeah. when you see the old like metal like album covers. Yeah. Like on, on records. Well, Iron Maiden and in particular. Yeah, and you'd see those album covers like, oh my God, this is so badass and sat- satanic. Like, I got to pick this up. Well, and there's so many, blue, so many blues songs that even talk about meeting the devil at the crossroads mm-hmm. to, you know, like Robert Johnson or Eric Clapton, just to because they were have they were in poverty, and that's the only choice they had was yeah. to, to sell their eternal soul. Well, a lot of people try to be musicians at the time just to try to kind of make money. Well, to get themselves out of squalor. Yeah, yeah, a lot of them were like sharecroppers. I want to say. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. And so that they were pretty much indebted to where they were living, and they Whoa. really didn't have any way to make money, and and musicians were kind of seen as the like oh the, you know this is like uh i mean they were they were celebrities well yeah no, one of the things that in i their communities but it was like those that was like the one place they could go to like try to actually make some money mm-hmm. and uh because that's what everyone would do they when they'd uh need to get out they'd go to the jukes mm-hmm. and go and have drinks and juke dance joint, juke joint Jezebels, yeah. man. and uh that was really their people's release at the time that was really the only thing they could really go and do to release yeah um, well one of the things that sense. i one of the things i read in that time period the state that you were born in was the state you were going to die in yeah and even then i mean those juke joints were definitely seen as like probably like havens for the devil well yeah. the devil's music oh yeah and actually yeah that's a, that's a, something we didn't even touch on was is, is the fact that even at the time with blues that it was, was considered it was the devil's music and a lot more so than like any other time because you get point with rock and roll and everyone's like, "That's the devil's music. It's gonna corrupt our youth." Yeah, yeah. And then you look into like, t- like today with like, uh, like grindcore and black metal. Yeah. You know, now and no the- one cares. Yeah. You know, like you that get- music's is devil. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, uh, it is. Yeah, it makes it more hardcore. Yeah. Fucking, fucking devil horns. I want to listen to that. Yeah. <laughs> like, let's like, uh, let's do a Google, let's do a Google search. What are what satanic bands are out right now? Yeah, right. You know, like I can think of like three right now. Yeah, they're usually <laughs> all from like Norway. <laughs> <laughs> it's all black metal shit, yeah. man. 
Like uh, Demogorga, uh, um, um, Beelzebub's, and Amon Roth. Right there. Yeah. All, all three fucking. Now you got like horrorcore. Horrorcore. Dude, I'm a big fan of horrorcore. But that, I'm sure, why just, isn't there like devilcore? I'm, I'm sure, sure there is, dude. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure, sure there is. is. I'm fucking sure there is. <laughs> but uh, what I want to get into next is uh, the 27 Club. Oh, oh yeah, 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 and all these people, dude. I fucking googled the Twenty Seven Club. Mm-hmm. Fucking list is hundreds of names oh, long, yeah. hundreds of names long. But these people, all there's a belief out there that they sold their soul, mm-hmm. and that was their quote unquote ten years. Well, a couple of big ones off the top. Are, I got, a, I got a list right here. I want to, I want to name some of them. Go ahead, go ahead. Um, Janis Joplin, uh, Jimi Hendrix. Uh, yeah, they're Kurt on, Cobain. They're on that on my list here. Yeah. Um, well, Amy Winehouse died when she was 27, mm-hmm. but she was. She, t- she and was, people were like wanting to include her in that, but Bruce Lee was one of them too. I thought it was Bruce Lee. Yeah, Bruce Lee. That was more about him being cursed. Mm-hmm. Brad Knoll. Brad. Oh, Bradley Knoll from Sublime. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, there, dude, the list was fucking unbelievable. Who we missed? Let's see. This is what I have on my list. Robert Johnson, Jim Morrison. Oh, Jim Morrison. How can yeah. I miss Jim Morrison? Jimi Hendrix, Kurt Cobain, John Joplin, Amy Winehouse, Brad Knoll, Bruce Lee, and then I wrote et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Like, because like, I was looking at the list and I was like, Jesus Christ, man. Like, mm-hmm. there's so many fucking names out. Like, it's, um, so that kind of like just all trails back to all these people sold their soul at a crossroad to be, mm. to become famous. Yeah. At, at a young age. Yeah. At a young, young age. Like, Think about the think about the influence on the world that Bruce Lee has had, and he died at twenty seven. Mm. Like he in a lot of I think all I mean personally I believe that it's all just coincidence. Yeah, and yeah. I don't believe any of those people like actually sold their soul. Well, I don't, dude. Yeah, I don't believe it either. But it's just a fun topic to think about. Oh yeah, it's a, it's a fun thought experiment. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like think about okay, it's like in Bruce Lee's case, he was uh, a, a, a he was Chinese, born in San Francisco, and then brought back to China, Hong Kong. Raised there, in in that time and that day and age, somebody of his his uh, ethnicity had no real chance in doing anything. Yeah, and then he was basically, if you know anything about Bruce Lee, he was a prodigy when it comes to martial arts. Yeah, he was a prodigy. Like nobody, he invented mixed martial arts. Well, he uh, the whole reason I think that he was cursed was because he he brought he brought uh, martial arts. Well, to because he teaches to white people is yeah, what it was. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and he had schools and stuff like that. And yeah. like, if you ever, uh, I have to recommend uh, uh, Dragon. It's a really, yeah. really amazing movie. I forget who played him in that movie. And uh, did they do another one pretty recently too? Well, well, Once Upon a Time in, in L.A. He's in that. Well, I mean, I'm saying they did like an actual biography movie recently. Uh, not that I've seen. I heard it wasn't very good though, but I can't remember. Yeah. Obviously, it, it really didn't strike a chord because I can't even fucking remember the name. But yeah, I guess, <laughs> right. I guess he was just in. Yeah, they they put him in uh, Once Upon a Time in. Uh, in Hollywood? Oh, it's upon a time in Hollywood. Yeah. yeah. I, I saw a thing where his daughter was really upset about his portrayal on that movie. I heard that. I didn't I didn't read the, what it was about. Was it, 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 it was his arrogance in the movie. Really? Yeah. They And she was like, "That's my dad wasn't like that. Like, my dad wasn't like that. But, you know. It's obviously like they didn't even just go and talk to, to somebody who knew. Yeah. Who knew. How, how did it's he It's like, add? oh, let's throw Blue, Bruce Lee in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Watch me. He did make those noises, though. Oh, well, yeah, exactly. Well, that was his trademark, man. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to get into uh, what I was talking about earlier is Faustian deals. Mm -hmm. So here's the thing. Crossroads Demons goes back centuries, centuries. Faust was a Shakespeare play about somebody selling their soul. No, that wasn't a Shakespeare play. What what was it? That was, it was a book. Was it? It was Was a book called, there's a book called Faust. You're Um, right. You're right. Yeah. I forgot who wrote it. 
Um, but it's about, I actually have a line from that book um, tattooed on me in Latin. Nice. Yeah, nice. I told you that. Well, I took it from V for Vendetta. Uh, yeah, still. But it was a, it was a line. It was a V, v very vini versum vivus vici. By the power of truth, I, while living, have conquered the universe. And it was a line about beating the devil. That's dope. That's yeah. dope. And uh, so what I'm getting what what I'm getting at is it dates like these traditions date back to like the 11th century. Yeah, it, it's a, it's a, it's a long-standing thing about the crossroads. Like there's even a uh, an ancient Greek story of Mercury and Odin. Mercury and Odin, well, they would actually meet at crossroads. That's the only time that they would meet hmm. is at crossroads. And the ancient Greeks would actually worship those two deities at crossroads. Huh. Yeah. Really interesting. Isn't that cool? Yeah. yeah like, like that's like, uh, because Mercury was the messenger God huh. and that had, you know, the crossroads, you know mm. I mean? Like I thought, you know, I, I was like looking at it and I was like trying to interpret it. I was like, well, yeah, it's because he's the messenger God. Like Odin would meet Mercury at the crossroads because it can go in any direction and take, take whatever message Odin had to wherever he needed to go. Yeah. That, that's kind of the way I interpret it. And, um, they, in ancient Greek culture, they would actually bury criminals and victims of suicides at crossroads huh. because they wouldn't, that was the way that they would get them out of town. Like, because most cemeteries mm-hmm. were at the edge of a, at that time, most cemeteries were at the edge of town at a crossroads and they'd bury them just outside the cemetery to make them not part of the town anymore. Huh. Yeah. It was really weird. That's we- interesting. Yeah. yeah it's, it, it, and uh, I have a, another little tidbit about that is that um, people that were buried at crossroads were less likely to come back from the dead. Hmm. And if they did come back from the dead, the crossroads would confuse them and they wouldn't make their way, wouldn't be able to make their, make their way back to whatever town they died in. You know, like that's actually um, one of the first iteration of zombies. Shit. <laughs> so they, yeah, they were actually, anybody that died in that were not allowed to actually be buried in cemeteries. Hmm. And this is ancient Greece. Yeah, and it, they the whole concept I, I kept seeing the word is it was no man's land. Hmm. They'd bury him at a crossroads, and it'd be no man's land. Hmm. And then uh, in ancient England, in the 1700s, all gallows were erected at crossroads. Okay, <laughs> that's weird, right? Yeah, that like I I was looking at it, and I can't really in my own interpretation, I can't really say why they would do that, but you know, it's maybe a superstition or something like that, mm-hmm. and it. Uh, People were pretty superstitious back then. Yeah, and then... One I mean, th- not to say that people still aren't, but... <laughs> one of the things that I was kind of, like, thinking about is, like, maybe it's it's because it's, like, the border between life and death. Like, if you have that... If you have that belief of crossroads being what they are. Yeah. But, like, it, anybody, anybody that was... Anybody that committed suicide, which is weird, that they, they would bury at a crossroad because they wouldn't believe that they would go anywhere. They mm. would They would come back from the dead. Yeah, so pretty interesting shit, man. Yeah. Let me look at my notes here. People buried at the crossroads I already talked about. Yeah, what you got for us? Okay, so I just have a, in close, I've got just got a couple more minutes here, just closing kind of uh, interesting little like tidbits of people that, cultures that believed in this stuff. Yeah. So in Welsh culture, on All Hallows Eve in Welsh culture, every crossroads was inhabited by the dead. Huh. Every crossroads. Doesn't matter. Like every crossroad. What do you mean by that? By inhabited by the dead. Okay, so on All Hallows Eve, you could go to anything that was a crossroad. You could go out here to the street here where the crossroads were. Yeah. And like these two, and there would be fucking souls there. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, in uh, in Brazil, 
werewolves would transform at crossroads. Hmm. That's the only place they could transform was crossroads. Really? Yeah, in Brazil. Huh. That's that's kind of nuts, dude, because like it's an old, old, old tradition. Yeah. And werewolves is this really weird thing that's been all over the world forever. And you know, in, in Brazil, like the only place a werewolf could could become a werewolf is at a crossroads. Well, when you're you were talking about how like uh you know what was it the crossroads is all throughout the world even though no one actually had like a direct influence on every on on it yeah you know it wasn't something that was passed around it was just something that kind of happened and yeah. people got it and you're talking about werewolves now and i'm just like i'm gonna bring i'm actually gonna be the one that brings up bigfoot ah <laughs> that happens every time yeah uh it's inevitable yeah it kind of is but you know that's one of, the, one of those things too that just pops up around the world like a creature yeah. yeah yeah like a cryptid so to speak so and it's I'm, you know actually talking about it actually does relate to our subject in the moment <laughs> <in the> crossroads <laughs> But yeah, that's kind of interesting. So I got one more little example. I don't know how to say this word. This is in Germany. Uh-huh. It's a D E R T E U F E L L. Detrefel. Let me see. Look, it's the last unmarked thing on that page. Uh, fuel. Is that a D or a P? It's a D. Detrefel. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, that's that's German, but the whole thing with him is uh, he would offer you a deal. You could get your heart's desire, but you would have to be his indentured servant for a set amount of time. Uh, like so, it could be however many years, however many days, however, and like, and it, he was a spirit of the woods. Hmm. He was, and uh, basically, you would, he would offer you the black forest out there, don't they? That's I'm pretty sure that's where it, it draws from. But he was the spirit of the woods. You could go out there and offer your offer your services, and he would give you whatever you wanted. Mm. And then eventually, like Catholic Church comes in and is like, "Oh, it's selling your soul. It's forever." Yeah, <laughs> you know. So it's that, interesting how how uh, the church is kind of made. <laughs> it's like how it what it's done to the world. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, dude, it's 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 fucking muddied everything. Yeah, it it's has. fucking muddied everything. And that, um, but at least nowadays we can like, we have the hi- the history wasn't destroyed right, that we right, know about right. it, of course, so we can find still find out what people were like back then what they were practicing. Yeah, it, well, it's kind of amazing. Like in my research for this episode, like I found so much stuff that had to do with just all over the world. Yeah, it's like it's because um, I always thought of it as more of a very a very American thing, like Delta South Delta. Yeah. And all that stuff. yeah, I didn't really I didn't really realize that it was just all over the world. Yeah, man. Oh, especially like with uh, the the English only erecting um, gallows at crossroads. Yeah, I thought when I read that I was like, wow, that's fucking crazy. That is interesting. <laughs> yeah. But you know, it's uh, it's one of those things of like like we were talking about earlier. It's just cultures mashing together. Mm. It's just cultures mashing together, and there's always been some kind of myth of a place where you can go to make a deal with something supernatural to get something in return. Yeah. And the, and the thing is, it's always got to backfire. I got, I got a good question. Like, uh, this, well, no, this doesn't really feel like bones of a question. But <laughs> if you were, if you were to sell your soul, what, what would you want? Mm. You know what? <laughs> you know what? Huh? That ca- it, this came to my mind real quick and easy. Mm-hmm. It would be my dad's health. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. I yeah. Like that. Dude, that, that came to my mind like that. Like, that Damn. like because you know my dad's been paralyzed for four years yeah it's like that's legit legit's my answer uh, <laughs> yeah dude. But, he, I, I didn't even thought well I, I didn't have an answer but you just talking about your dad i'm like wow I wouldn't, you know i wouldn't mind a few more days of my dad yeah well the thing that the what went, what went to my mind is spending time with somebody that's 
you know, like maybe even seeing my mom again, which I lost yeah. 28 years ago. You it's kind of interesting because I, I instantly thought that because uh, it would, would it we'd be go some, into like something monetary. Would it be something that you would do for yourself, or would it be something you would do for somebody else? See, this is a good question. I mean, I'd want to do it for myself. Oh, uh, that's your first <laughs> instinct. That's your first instinct. Yeah. Like if you if you had, well, it depends on what I was looking for. If I did, if I did a selfish a selfish one, it would probably be. I don't know, man. I don't know. Maybe not ever have to work again or something like that. Yeah, I'd probably go with that <laughs> one personally. Like five hundred million dollars in my bank account or something like that. Yeah, that'd be kind of nice. But you know, you think about it like on the supernatural level. Like uh, if you only got ten years of that, what are you gonna spend it on? Yeah, exactly. You know, it's like so. If you got like a ten-year plan, like supernatural, it'd be for me to be like save somebody. Yeah, that that's because it's not like it's like uh, what makes what pops into my head is um. Remember, duh, Aladdin. Yeah. So it says, no wishing for more wishes. Yeah. <laughs> no, no bringing somebody back from the dead. It's not a pretty picture. You mm. wouldn't like seeing it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like it's, it's uh, real easy to be selfish because we're all geared to be selfish. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, but like, what's the criteria I'm using right now? Say you like you had a limited time, just like the 27 Club or whatever. Mm-hmm. What? If you had a limited amount of time, 20, 27 club, 10 years, what would you do? Ooh. It's interesting, right? It's an yeah. Interesting, it's an interesting question. I guess maybe this is a philosophical question. Uh, yeah, yeah. But it's also the same thing if you had 10 years left to live and you knew you were going to die in 10 but years. But you could ask for anything. Uh, I just want to like be able to like live comfortably and not have to worry. Yeah. And like just be able to go and like... You know, have enough money to go out and just like fucking travel. The Not world. have to worry about money. And, and yeah, like, just be like, okay, I want to go fucking like backpack around the world, and I don't have to worry about any money. Yeah, making yeah. any money. Yeah, I mean, I think that would be that'd be what I would want. Yeah. I'd love to just travel around for like ten years, and like yeah. you know, maybe I'll find somewhere else. Like oh, I think I'll stay here for the next six months. Right. <laughs> you know, one one of the silly, silly, silly ones that popped into my head is. Just the knowledge of does alien life exist? Mm. <laughs> you know, just just like I just want that answer. <laughs> but that wouldn't be worth ten years of my life. But yeah, but like, you could ask for anything. It's pretty. It's a. It's one of those things you could dive deep on and think about. You know what I mean? Yeah, that'd be a tough one, man. So, um, closing out the ep- this uh, short nerdy bones little tidbit episode. <laughs> it's like uh, most crossroads deals are done at midnight or just before dawn. Mm. Because that's a time of transition. Ah, yeah, that's t- in the midnight the, when the when the it's the witching hour. Yeah, when the, when um the living in the dead's world yep, or the it's, it's together. The, the veil is the thinnest. The veil, yeah. And then uh, the very last little tidbit that I have, which I for some reason I just was reading my demons book, and I just thought this was really cool. Grass will not grow where demons have danced. Hmm. <laughs> well, that's all over this place. Yeah, yeah. So there's apparently <laughs> well, this neck of the woods. That's the desert right there. Uh, yeah, yeah. But I hope you guys enjoyed our little small uh, mini soda of nerdy bones. I don't uh, know if I call it a mini soda. It was only half an hour. Yeah, but still, I think we're if we're gonna do more, it's gonna kind of come back into this format now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's gonna exactly. be a lot smaller. It's not gonna be like, well, I don't know. No, we'd probably do two things. I don't know. <laughs> Wait, it's it's just the the thing is about it here this time of year is it's summer and it's yeah, so hot. Yeah, I'm sweating bullets. Yeah, dude. Um, bullets. It, it, it'd be a lot easier easier if it was colder outside. Well, we definitely we don't mind like sitting in this for like you know two hours. Well, when the when the weather is not like this, like we can like you said, we can sit in yeah. here. We can sit in the studio. Like yeah. 
Because I, I just genetically sweat like a bitch. <laughs> like ever, ever, ever since I was like 10 years old, like if it's humid at all. I just realized that statement doesn't make any sense because bitches don't sweat. And when I'm referring to bitch, <laughs> I'm talking about a female dog. How about how about a uh, sweat like a whore in church? Well, sweat like a pig is is what it is. Oh, uh, okay. Pigs don't sweat either. They don't. No. Wait, man. I'm sure they do. I, I'm talking about my ass. I don't know. Yeah. They, <laughs> well, they roll around in mud. I think to keep themselves cool. <laughs> I don't know. It's funny, man, because I get I get fucking mossy, man. Like like my arms. Look at my arms. Oh yeah, just just sitting in here. <laughs> Sorry, we we have a little sweating tangent. <laughs> as soon as Le- yeah, and Leia comes over and starts licking me, she's I, like, I don't sweat either. I that's sweat all through- my dog does too. She's like, I don't sweat either. I sweat through my mouth. That's all my dog Marla does. Is she just starts licking me because I taste good. Yeah, I'm all salty. I'm sure I'm salty as fuck. Right but let's now. not end the episode. Let's talk about sweat. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, uh, next week, guys, uh, look forward to uh, uh, True Crime Corner. We're doing Richard Ramirez, and uh, we're gonna do a Philly Bones today. Yeah, we're gonna do a field bones. Um, I'm not sure what the question's gonna be yet. Yeah, we'll check it out. I got a, I got a long list. Yeah, and then um, I've been recording with uh, '90s nostalgic, so we're gonna do uh, '90s horror. Is our next episode? Nice. So just yeah, a, that's a world cl- worlds collide when worlds collide podcast. Worlds yeah, you, you can catch that on the Nerdy Bones channel and, or yeah. '90s nostalgics channel. Yeah, yeah. Well, they check their their their, uh, yeah, they're, their show out. They're killing it, man. They are. They're, they're great. I love it, listening to them. Dude, fucking Swiggin is so much fun. I love man. listening to his strip club story. Oh, dude, strip club I episode. I know. <laughs> He's such a good storyteller. That's one of the things, like, uh, him and I, when we're on the mics together, it's a lot of it is us just, like, laughing about shit we did a long time ago. Oh, yeah. And uh, yeah, and Sarah, dude, Sarah's awesome. You know, yeah. it's like, did you hear her uh, alien story? Yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah, I heard that the other day. A lot of fun, man. A lot yeah. of fun. Yeah, those guys are great. Uh, yeah, but uh, keep in touch with those guys. Let us know if any topics you want to talk about. So. Yeah, you can hit us up on uh, Instagram, Facebook, Nerdy, Mo- Nerdy Bones Cast, gmail.com. Yeah, yeah. All that good stuff. Yeah, well, it was good to get back to you guys, man. It's been a while. Yeah, like I said, it's been like three months. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I don't think it'll be another three months. No, hopefully not. Uh, and, and like Nick said, uh, the episodes might be a little smaller. Ah, Sim- simply, be- yeah. Well, that's fine. Simply because of time restraints. They're easier to, to digest. Yeah, they definitely are. Yeah. So, all right, brother. All right. Nerdy Bones. And, and we're, we're out. out.